0: Well, hello. I haven't seen you around these parts before. Let me introduce myself. I'm Joseph, husband of Mary, son of Jacob, son of David. And Father of Jesus. Well, not exactly. It's a long story, and hardly anybody ever believes it. But you look like some people that just might believe it. Well, in order for you to understand the story, I need to tell you a little bit about myself. I'm a carpenter. I've been a carpenter my whole life, a passion for it. I built a lot of things. I built this rocking chair, built solid rocking chairs. Jesus and I built this stable. When he was just a little boy, he loved to play in stables. In fact, sometimes he'd leave the door open at the house, and I'd say, close the door. Were you born in a barn? And then I remember, oh, yeah, he was. (laughs) And Jesus built this table right here. In fact, I was too tired that day to get out there and help him. I just kind of watched through the window.
1: Yeshua! Yeshua!
2: i you? sure. you're Hi. Sure. No. You're a man. I'm a a I'm a la la la.
0: Jesus was an excellent carpenter. In fact, uh, we built a lot of things together. One of the things that was his idea they built with very light wood. And I don't know what we should call this. Maybe you children can help me with a name. Go ahead and yell out a name. Well, I just don't know what we should call it. Let's see. Jesus says we should call it a flying thing. I think today I'll call it a crashing thing. But <laughs> I'm a carpenter. It's been a passion my whole life, carpentry. But there's something else you need to know about me to understand this story. And that is I am a Sadiq. A Sadiq is a righteous man. A Sadiq is something every little boy in Israel wants to grow up and be. Because you were so respected as a Sadiq, a Sadiq kept the Torah, the law of Moses, without compromise, obeyed every commandment all the time. That's what a Sadiq did. In fact, we had rabbis who would write laws just to help us keep the law. It all seems kind of silly to me now. In fact, I've met one rabbi. He said he would never eat an egg that was laid by a hen on the Sabbath day because there's no work on the Sabbath. And I thought to myself, seemed like a whole lot more work for that hen to hold that egg in all day on the Sabbath <laughs> and wait for the next day. It seems so silly. The I mean, people... We're not made for the Sabbath. The Sabbath was made for people. It was not to be a burden, it was to be a gift. All these laws to help you keep the law it seems like nonsense. A Sadiq do his best to keep the law, and I respected these rabbis. But I view God differently than they viewed him because they seem to view God as one who always puts Justice before mercy. And I believe that God put mercy before justice. In fact, one of my favorite passages from the prophet Micah, he says, what is good and what does the Lord require of you? But to do justice, but to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. So that's what I've tried to do. I've tried to walk humbly with my God, doing justice by loving mercy and building things. There's one more thing you should know if you're going to understand a little bit about this story is I was a single man for longer than most in my small town of Nazareth. I never really saw any girls that interested me. There was this one girl named Tracy. (laughs) But she liked this shepherd named Gary. (laughs) Lucky guy. But all the old women in town kept saying, have you met Mary? You should meet Mary. Nobody is as pretty and righteous as Mary. So I met Mary already. And they were correct. Her beauty stunned me. And her love for the Lord amazed me. So I went to her father and asked her father for her hand in marriage. And he agreed, but in order to do that, you had to enter into a formal agreement. You had to enter a betrothal, an engagement, but it was a legal agreement, one that could only be broken by a certificate of divorce. So you entered into this year-long arrangement, engagement, betrothal, and it was during that time that I heard the most amazing story I've ever heard. As Mary and I were engaged, one day she came to me and she said, She told me, she said, I'm pregnant and I've never been with a man. And an angel told me this was going to happen. I said, You want to run that by me one more time? (laughs) You're pregnant, you've never been with a man. And an angel told you this was going to happen by the power of the Holy Spirit. Well, let me just ask you. If your fiance came to you and told you that story, would you have believed them? I mean, I wanted to believe her. I loved her. But this is a dilemma. Remember, I'm a Sadiq. But I'm a Sadiq with a problem. I'm a Sadiq with a pregnant fiance, and I know I'm not the father. I'm a Sadiq with a pregnant fiance in a small town. A small town where word gets around pretty fast. I'm a Sadiq with a pregnant fiance in a small town where everybody pretty much knows everybody's business. It's quite a dilemma. What? What will I do? I mean the Torah is clear what to do. Is somebody found in Mary's condition? The Torah says she shall be brought to the door of her father's house and there the men of the town shall stone her to death. She has done a disgraceful thing in Israel by being promiscuous while still in her father's house. You must purge this evil from among you. That is what a Sadiq should do. This woman is to be stoned to death and the man involved also be stoned to death. My fellow tzaddikim would say this sin must be exposed publicly and punished. But I couldn't bring myself to do that. I didn't believe that the God who put Mercy before justice wanted me to do that. So I wrestled with this dilemma. And I decided what I will do is I will secretly break this engagement to spare Mary the embarrassment and the humiliation. And it was in the midst of this dilemma that I had a dream And in that dream, an angel of the Lord appeared to me and told me that everything that Mary told me is true. Everything about this, the virgin birth by the power of the Holy Spirit, all that was true. And then the angel of the Lord said to me, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. The angel spoke directly to my problem. I was afraid. I was afraid what people might think of me. I was afraid of what the town would all think about me. I mean, I had trouble. I didn't believe the story myself. How could I expect my friends to believe this story? I'd never again be invited into their homes. I would never again get their business. I'd never again be seen as a lover of the Torah. I knew that if I took Mary as my home to be my wife, I knew that I was going to be marrying someone with a stained reputation that would not go away. And I would raise a son with a stained reputation, a son that all the neighbors would remind each other was illegitimate, but they wouldn't use such polite terms. I knew that if I took Mary home to be my wife, my days as a Sadiq are over. And whatever my future holds, it will not be polite respectability. But I did. I obeyed the angel of the Lord. I took Mary home to be my wife. And there was so much that Mary knew that I didn't know. There's so much that she pondered in her heart. There's so much that I kept asking her over and over again Mary, did you know this? And Mary, did you know that? Mary, did you know? <laughs>
1: time. A sleeping child, your holding is a great. I am.
0: Raising Jesus was a great adventure. We had so much to teach him, but he had so much more to teach us. One thing I was pretty sure about is that God always puts mercy before justice. But I didn't know to what extent he would go to teach us that. You have to remember that the Son of God became one of us. And so much of what He came to know he had to learn like we learn. And one of the things that God the Father wanted his son to learn was to always put mercy before justice. So he wanted him to be raised in a home where mercy was put before justice. Little did I realize that when I stood by a woman who was single and pregnant in a small town, that I was being an example to my son. Little did I realize that when I endured the loss of reputation and the continual barbs that I had an illegitimate son and stood by him, that I was also being an example to my son. God the Father wanted his son raised in a home that put mercy before justice because he was sending his son on a mission that was all about mercy. Mercy for sin, grace for sinners. Well, Jesus is almost 30 years old now. He's about to start his public ministry, he tells me. And he's described that ministry to me in great detail as the ministry of the Messiah, what the Messiah must come to do. And he's gone over the passage out of the scrolls of Isaiah to me, 700 years before my time of what what happened to Messiah, what Messiah must do. Isaiah says this of Messiah Surely our griefs he himself bore and our sorrows he carried. Yet we ourselves esteemed him as strict, stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. But he was pierced through for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The chasing for our well-being, our shalom fell upon him. And by his scourging, we are healed. All of us, like sheep, have gone astray each of us has turned to his own ways but the Lord has caused the iniquity of us all to fall on him he was oppressed and he was afflicted yet he did not open his mouth like a lamb led to slaughter and like a sheep silent before his shearers so he did not open his mouth but the Lord was pleased to crush him putting him to grief if he would render himself a guilt offering my servant will justify the many as he will bear their iniquities. He poured out himself to death and was numbered with the transgressors, yet he himself bore the sins of many and interceded for the transgressors. In some ways, I wish I was going to be here With him at that time and stand with him. I'm sorry, Mary will be. It will pierce her heart. Like Simeon prophesied in the temple when Jesus was just a baby, he'll pierce her heart through. All of history has waited for this moment the moment when Messiah would come and bear the sins of the world the moment when there would be forgiveness of sins available to anyone and everyone who would just believe and receive the gift of eternal life. All of history has waited for this time where God shows the whole world that he puts mercy before justice by sending his son to die on a cross for you and for me. I'm going tired. I need to go lie down. My future is sure. I believe in Messiah, the Savior and Lord. Do you? Your future can be sure too. Just turn to him. Turn to Jesus, the Messiah, and ask him to be your Savior and your Lord. Receive forgiveness of your sins and the gift of eternal life. When I think of all that God has done, it makes me want to sing. When I think of a God who always puts mercy before justice, in fact, it makes me want to sing that song the angels sang on that first Christmas, glory to God in the highest, glory to God in the highest.